we've got quite a spectrum of entertainment in Pittsburgh this weekend. WWE at PPG Paints Arena tonight featuring the women's champion, Ashley Flair. Woo! A.K.A. Charlotte. You got that Robert Morris University College Hockey Classic Tournament tomorrow and Saturday. And I am for anything that keeps me from watching meaningless college bowl games. You got MASH reruns, Friends reruns, that 70s show reruns. They're on TV all the time. And you got bowl games on TV all the time. And I would much rather watch a 20-year-old sitcom than a bowl game. And I'd rather watch all that Nazi stuff on the History Channel, too. Turns out if they would have won the war, they had some pretty diabolical plans for America. So, if you watch the Dollar General Bowl or the Cactus Bowl or you plan to watch the Belk Bowl, guess what? You just made the list. The List, brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing Cunt on a name you can trust. Call 412-367-0815 for all your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. Uh, one more sitcom note, and I do, I'm ashamed to say. Right now, I'm in this kick where I'm watching MASH reruns, Friends reruns, and that 70s show reruns all the time. You can tell I expect to be dead soon, I'm making the most of the time I have left here on Earth. Uh, but but one more sitcom note. Married with Children is on every morning on TBS. And they have some hot women in just about every show playing bit parts. Christina Applegate, uh, as a kid, is really hot. But I'm talking about the women who, like, come in the shoe store as customers. Or Bud's Unlikely Girlfriends. Great exchange between one of them and Bud the other day. The girl goes, oh, Bud, I want you in the worst way. And Bud replies, and that is exactly how you shall have me. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. I I want to reiterate again. The James Harrison situation has only one side. The James Harrison situation has only one bad guy, and it's James Harrison. James Harrison is not a martyr. He's not a victim. He tried to play that, and his former teammates called him out. He is a reprehensible, selfish bully, jerk, and pig. That's the story. There's no other way of telling it. Steelers not going to play Ben, Bell, and Brown. On Sunday against Cleveland, I think that's the proper move. And I really would like to get Penguin calls. Let's get Penguin calls at the front of the line. If you call now and talk Penguins, you'll get right on. I thought last night was a gutsy win. Not a turning point, but at least they demonstrated some resilience. I thought a trade was imminent before the holiday trade freeze, but I don't sense one is now. I would not trade Latang. I say that in no uncertain terms, I would not trade Latang. And despite some media reports the contrary, 
I don't think Jim Rutherford, the GM, is dangling Latang out there. I think the reason people are talking about somebody trading for Latang is because the Penguins are struggling. They won't trade Crosby, Malkin, or Murray. I don't think they'll trade Latang either, but you can at least theorize that they might. And since Ottawa has Carlson on the block, because they know they can't keep him when his contract expires in 2019, people are saying, well, Latang is a lot like Carlson. Maybe he's out there for the teams that can't get Carlson. But I definitely would not trade Latang. Uh, when you give up the best player in a deal, you lose the deal. I don't know who replaces Latang's minutes. I don't know who replaces him as the one-man breakout. And when they won the cup last year without Latang, they had Trevor Daly in the lineup. He's gone now. And he was kind of Chris Latang light. They had Ron Hainsey, the good brother, playing the best talk he's ever played in Latang's absence. He is gone as well. Let's go to Mike on the road. Mike, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Mark, I think that the Steelers' plan is to fill Harrison's head full of phony information. And yep, that's stupid. See you later. There's no conspiracy here. They didn't send Harrison to New England as a double agent, unwitting or otherwise. And if you really think that, you have way too much time on your hands and not enough brain pan in your skull. Let's go to Steve in Munhall. Steve, you're on with Mark. Hey, Mark, how you doing today? What up? Hey, how do you like the uh, Penn defensive zone coverage? Meaning when they're in the defensive zone, they're defending. Do you uh, like the way the wingers come all the way down as low as they do? Well, I think the wingers come down as low as they do because they're forced back by the Pens turning the puck over and over again when they do get possession in their end. I don't think that's anything that's tactical. I think it's more gradual within the context of a shift. Okay, because it looks like, again, we're running around. They, yeah, like you said, it looks like they keep on creeping away from the point, and then they get to clear a shot at the point. So it's just pretty frustrating to watch. I think a lot about them is frustrating to watch, but I think if they practice better puck management, that will solve a lot of problems, of course. And, and again, I keep saying, Steve, that... I would slow the play down sometimes if I were Sullivan according to score and situation. Not that they've had many leads to protect, but if I were them and I was up 2 nothing near the end of the second, I would start trapping it up and counterattacking by way of conserving energy for that night and for the long run, too. Let's go to Virgil in the Hill District. Virgil, you're on the Mark Madden Show. What up, man? What up, man? Hey, I know for the last four or five years I've been on you know the, the bandwagon of Chris is going to come around offensively on the power play. But with Justin Schultz, when he is healthy, it's a huge burden off his shoulders to not have to be the only defenseman on that number one power play. And he's not having a good year. But So, so what not, are you okay. saying? When, when, when both are healthy, would you have both on the number one power play or Schultz in place of Latang on that unit? I would always have Schultz because here's the thing. I think Chris defers too much. He doesn't get a shot on goal as much as Justin Schultz does. And Schultz not- is better at getting the puck to the net. I've often debated that with Dejan Kovacevic. But, Virgil, don't you agree that Latang is better at, at breakout and at zone entry? His his three or four stride speed when, he's, when they're in their own zone can't be taught, and you can't replace that. So 
if people are and his zone entry is brilliant too, and that is not a strength of Justin Schultz. Oh, and if people are looking at his number and other defensemen, he's not going to be Carlson. But if he's your most athletic defenseman and you're paying him seven million dollars a year, the guy I think has earned enough sweat equity as a fan for me to give him a pass. Oh, for sure, and you know he does lead all defensemen in assists. Yeah. So for all his flaws, he's managing to churn out some production. And in a year where Crosby and Geno aren't producing like they should, that production by Latang is invaluable. Uh, here's a compromise I'd consider. What about Schultz on the first power play when the draw is in the offensive zone, Latang is out there when the draw is anywhere else? That's That's a brilliant idea. I just... You know, we, we saw so much from him when he was young on that first cup team, and I think it, he's so athletic, that and he and Sullivan's never going to tell him not to be offensive-minded, but I think, honestly, if they kind of took some responsibility away from him and said, we want you to be the most athletic defensive defenseman in the game, which he, he's always going to want to think offense first, too, go and do that, Chris. I just think we're expecting him to be Carlson, and, and maybe that's not what he is, and that's okay. By, by the way... Uh... He had a couple anxious moments last night, but mostly I liked Oli Mata on that first power play in the absence of Latang and Schultz. How about you? Yes, because he gets the puck to the net. Um, he tries to keep it low, looking for deflections. And his skating you know, along the blue line is excellent. Right, and and I and I know for having Gino and Kessel for a couple of years, when Chris is man in that power play, he doesn't have a shot first mentality, and I can understand why you don't have that when you have that firepower. But you know who does? Justin Schultz. He don't care who's to the left or the right. He's getting his rocks off shooting, and that's why... Well, you know, Ole uh, last night made a couple mistakes to the point rather his teammates played him into mistakes. You know why? They were used to passing to a right-handed guy, and they passed to a left-handed guy. That was pretty easy to see if you know what you're looking for. Thank you for the call, Virgil. Uh, I know I pump Ole's tires a lot, but he's been brilliant this year. And as much as uh, you lot you know, rained down criticism on Ole... The last few years, he's been tremendous this year. But as Josh said when he commented that if Phil Kessel's your leading scorer, the team's in trouble, nor can only Mata be your best defenseman. Let's go to Christian in the car. Christian, you're the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mark, question uh, with this Landry Jones possibly starting. If the Cleveland game ends up being somewhat close at halftime, and the New England Jets game is close at halftime. Is there any situation where... We, we talked about that a bit game? earlier. Uh, no, I, I keep Ben, Bell, and Braun off the field the whole game no matter what. No matter what. Yeah. Uh, I think once you start shenanigans with, okay, if this happens, we do this. If that happens, we do this. You confuse yourself and you put a star player in cold and unexpectedly, and then he gets hurt. If you can't beat Cleveland with your second string, uh, then screw it. And there's no way New England's losing to the Jets at Foxborough, are they? Yeah, that's an extremely unlikely situation. And I don't think it matters if the Steelers play in Foxborough or Heinz Field. I don't see them having a chance against the Patriots. By the way, I, I give I give Tomlin a lot of credit uh, for, for sitting Bell, Ben, and Braun uh, against Cleveland because that is a big-picture decision which he usually wouldn't even consider. But it's the right decision, to be sure. Uh, up next, we got 
Tim Benz sent us some sound. Marcus Gilbert denying that he said that Ben Bell and Brown won't play, but the tape doesn't lie. That's next on 105.9. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Finishing his checks, causing a constant commotion. Hey, Mr. Madden, how you doing? Sometimes I'm so damn dumb, I wouldn't take a phone call from me. The X at 105.9. We got the Jim Rutherford Show. That is at 6 o'clock immediately following this program. Uh, JR does a bi-weekly show. Uh, it's every other week with Josh Getzoff, and that airs at 6 o'clock here on the home of the Penguins, 105.9 The X. I'll be at the WWE show tonight, SmackDown at PPG Paints Arena. If you see me there, please do leave me alone. Uh, root for Charlotte, Ashley Flair. I know I will be. Woo! The queen, the women's champion. Now a homeowner. Makes you feel old when somebody you've known since they were a little girl is not a responsible adult and homeowner. In Charlotte, uh, her namesake town, North Carolina, uh, again, it makes me feel ancient. Uh, I, I guess the Nature Boy is happy she's finally off scholarship, so there's that. Looking forward to seeing uh, Charlotte work tonight, to be sure. Uh I want to talk about Latang. Should they trade him? I don't think they're going to. I don't think they should. Any more James Harrison fallout as usual? That's interesting. We won't stop talking about that until the football season is over. And then doubling back to the Penguins. Uh, decent win last night. But like Josh always said, it's time to string a few wins in a row together and uh, get back in the playoff picture. The Penguins still three points out of a playoff spot. After last night's win, uh, I want to kind of narrow down the focus on the Harrison situation. I already said earlier that uh, the one thing Harrison did that doesn't bother me that much, he didn't mentor Watt and Dupree and Ciccolo. Uh I don't blame him for that, not, not too much anyway, because I'm not going to train somebody how to do my job as long as I think I can do it and hang on to it and get paid for it. So that part of Harrison's perceived sins didn't bother me. But in every other way, I think he's a big jerk and a whiny baby. And in particular because when Harrison talked to Jerry Dulac in the Post-Gazette, he told Jerry that promises were broken, that Tomlin and the Steelers promised him 25% of the snaps. It's professional sports. You're playing for money. It's not Little League where you're required to play three innings. Professional sports aren't about promises. You show up for work and do what you're told. You play as needed. As I've speculated for weeks, I think the intent before the season was to play James Harrison, to stick him in there like they did last year at about the season's midway point. But this year at the season's midway point, they were in the middle of an eight-game win streak. Last year, they were four and five. Harrison jumped in, and they went from four and five to 11 and five. But this year, they were in the middle of an eight-game winning streak at midseason, and T.J. Watt was playing great. There's no logical way you put James Harrison in at that point, and Tomlin and Butler were right to not do so. Also, the stats argue against playing James Harrison. 
the record 12 and 3 justifies the decisions made. What also justifies not playing Harrison is, and yeah, I know he had all those sacks last year. I heard about it ad nauseum. The Steelers have 50 sacks this year. They're second in the National Football League in sacks. They didn't need Harrison for sacks this year. Yeah, I know, all-time sack leader, blah, blah, blah. That was then and this is now. Furthermore, the Harrison spot, an outside backer, involves a lot more pass coverage than it did. A lot more pass coverage than Harrison can handle. What can? Harrison can't. Tomlin decided properly. Butler decided properly. Watt played properly, and whatever was promised has nothing to do with it. Not in professional sports. Harrison's a bitch, a baby, a self-centered attention whore. And whatever respect I had for him, and I never had much ever since he was revealed as a domestic abuser. Whatever respect I had for Harrison is down to zero. Absolute zero. Four one two three 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 ninety nine thirty nine. Oh, let's go to that sound. Uh, you know what's great when an athlete says he didn't say something and somebody taped it. Uh, Tim Ben said that Marcus Gilbert said that Ben Bell and Brown won't be playing Sunday against Cleveland. Gilbert went on Twitter and denied saying it. Uh, Tim Ben's was nice enough to send us over that sound. Here it is now. Tim Ben's talking to Marcus Gilbert of the Steelers. Any vibe on what Cleveland has up front as opposed to what you saw in week one? Um, Ben's not there, so <laughs> they'll get a uh, they'll, they'll get a little taste of Landry Jones. So, I mean, you'll never know what to expect from him. No, no, I meant, I meant from them defensively. They're yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. You'll, know, you'll never know what to expect from them because we have Landry Jones uh, in there. We don't have Ben and we don't have 8-4. So, uh, we don't have Le'Veon Bill. So, how, how you prepare for that, you don't know. So, We'll just see come game time. They might change it up, and they might you know play as the same as they did last time. Okay, so you did say it, didn't you, Marcus? And I don't mind Marcus Gilbert. I think he and Marquise Pouncey have uh, matured a lot over the last couple of years and have become known as big-time leaders in a very positive sense in that locker room. And by the way, I think what both Pouncey and Gilbert said about Harrison upon his departure Make them big-time positive leaders. It's not about the guy who's gone. It's about the guys who are still here and about how the guy who's gone tried to martyr himself at the expense of the team. I get people saying that you know they don't respect Pouncey because he supported Aaron Hernandez after he got uh, accused and, and later convicted of murder. And I get that you don't like that, but uh, I've been through that. Uh, Chris Benoit was a real good friend of mine. Worked with him in WCW. He killed his wife, his kid, and himself on a very unfortunate night. And even though, uh, well, if there's a God, he'll deal with 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 uh, with Benoit. But I really liked Chris, and I still have very fond memories of our friendship, just as I'm sure Marquise Ponce has of his friendship with Aaron Hernandez. So uh, I, I understand what you're saying when you vilify Ponce for supporting Hernandez. But I've been in that situation, and I get it. Let's get the calls going. Four one two three three three. Oh, we got one here already. Ben in Beaver Falls. Ben, you're on the Mark Madden show. Hello, Ben. 
Okay, apparently we don't have men. That happens far too often. 412-333-9939. Get the calls lined up. I got now people on Twitter saying trade Latang for Eric Carlson. Yeah, that makes sense. 105.9. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. The cream comes to the top. I feel like I'm just bubbling over. You wear pants while you're on the air? Because I wouldn't. Who told you? The X at 105.9. Super genius on the X. Uh, the Penguins won last night, and I'm not drawing any conclusion that suggests they're all the way back. Uh, they've really had to sweat to get the meager results they've gotten recently, and last night was no exception to that. But I will say, they went to the net hard and often last night, which they don't always do. Look at the Geno goal. Crashed the net. Kind of juggled one in. Look at the Gensel goal. Hornquist cut in front. Looked like he tried to shoot the puck. Kind of a... A stuff, but the puck went across the goal mount to Gensel, who had gone to the net, and he tapped it in. If you go to the net, you give yourself a chance at some puck luck. And the Penguins went to the net all night, and it hadn't worked for the most part, but they kept going, and it did. They persevered. It's a tough patch to in right now, but if they keep persevering, they have the talent to get out of it. A Sid with only the one helper and the one shot last night, but he gave... 110% like he always does. It gets me mad when people doubt Sid. For that matter, when they doubt Latang, Gino, any of those guys. Sid always comes good. He's 30 years old. He's hardly washed up. You should be throwing rose petals in his path, not questioning whether he's finished. He's not. Never bet against that guy. i got to get a little plug-in. I'm resuming my... Street hockey and roller hockey tournaments uh, the second week of February, the week after the Super Bowl. This one benefits the Mario Lemieux Foundation for Cancer Research. We have adult and kids and a roller division, too. So if you'd like to enter your team, the roller division uses a ball, which most don't. It's a lot of fun. It's good hockey out at Hot Shots in Mount Pleasant. If you'd like to enter your team in roller or deck, and we have kids divisions, too, for deck, uh, email me, supergenius at wxdx.com. That's supergenius at wxdx.com. Let's go to Bill on the north side. Bill, you're on with Mark. Hey, Double M. Hey, uh, I'm no Penguins fan, but let's be honest. They're going to make the playoffs, and there's not a team in the Eastern Conference that could beat them in a seven-game series. I don't care how bad they're playing right now. Well, there now. are a few teams that could beat them right now in a seven-game series, but if they turn things around and tweak the roster a little bit, I'd love to see them get the last wild card and play Tampa in the first round. Find out what's what right away. If you win, you can win the Cup. If you lose, have a longer summer for a change. What do you think, Bill, about my idea that uh, Rutherford should not make a big deal, that he should just rely on the guys who have won two or three Cups to figure it out? I agree with that, and I think the, the break during the Olympics for some of these lesser-known players is going to be huge. You know, like you said yesterday, there, there, there's no break up. during the Olympics, bro. The NHL isn't sending players to the Olympics. Ergo, no break. Let's get out of our good friend. Hasn't been on the show for a while. He is the Hebrew Hammer calling from Sluggos. I would think Hammer Yakshimash. Yakshimash, hey, uh, welcome back from Las Vegas. I've been back for over a week. All right. Hey, uh, the Harrison thing, 
Well, it's it, you know, it's interesting to hear um, different sides of it. One of the most interesting angles is the angle from the fan. And the fans, I guess my point is, how could they be surprised by this? And I hear a lot of the fans saying, like, he was my favorite player. Right, that, that's a good point. How could he be anybody's favorite player when it's been obvious, if you wanted to notice the obvious hammer, he's a bully and a jerk and always has been. Well, exactly, and you know they whine like they're twelve year olds, and they say, "Well, he's my he was my favorite." And these are people who are in their thirties and forties and fifties. And while they might, you might, and might I add, Hammer Harrison wouldn't cross the street to piss on these people if they were on fire. Exactly. So uh, while you may have admired his intensity or like his style of play, I mean, who's surprised? I mean, to be honest. I wouldn't be surprised if any of these guys would do that. So, I mean, I just can't imagine the, the naivete of, of grown men to think that, like, it's almost like there's no Santa Claus. Like, he's a jerk. He's been a jerk for 15 years. But screw him and screw them. Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, I'm still amazed to this day, Hammer, and, and maybe I'm a jerk for bringing it up now, but I'm amazed that Pittsburgh let him slide far too easily on the domestic abuse thing. No women's groups, none of that stuff. Nobody came forward and protested when he uh, beat his woman. And, in fact, Dan Rooney supported him. And when Dan Rooney said he didn't blame Jimmy because he wanted to get his kid baptized, that's the only time in Dan Rooney's story tenure as Steelers owner that he sounded like an absolute imbecile. Uh, I agree. I mean, since then, I mean, how could you – how could you treat the guy with any seriousness? Uh, you know, he lacks, obviously, integrity from back then. And furthermore, I guess, you, I know you mentioned earlier you can't blame Tomlin, but here is where I could blame him. He should have never never came back after the Cincinnati, uh, when they cut him and he went to Cincinnati. His career has really been over for, like, three or four years, but somehow they, like, wouldn't let go of him. You know what, you keep getting Well, that, that's the weird the- part. They kept doing him a favor, and he spit in their face. Well, again, you, you keep getting you get back with the ex girlfriend, and she's a psycho, and you get burnt, and that's what happens. They, and they got egg on their face a little bit. Now, what's going on at Sluggos? Tonight's wing night. It is tonight's wing night. Yeah, great night. Uh, How much are wings? Have, How many flavors? Uh, we have about ten different flavors. I mean, you can check out the website. Uh, we have Schlitz uh, malt liquor uh, special tonight, and also uh, Old English special tonight. Maybe I'll see you there. Good call. Enjoy. That is uh, the Hebrew Hammer. I think we have time for one more call before we... Let's go to Mark in the car. Mark, you're on with Double M. Hey, um, question about the goal or the goal that was disallowed right. in overtime. Right. Is this becoming the um, NFL's catch-type role? Uh it, um, it, I, I don't think replay is saturated hockey like it has the NFL. And don't forget... Football's a game that stops and starts all the time. So to add more stops and starts is what makes it overbearing, whereas hockey doesn't stop and start nearly as much. True. The consistency is what bothers me. Well, I thought the goal should have counted for what it's worth. I thought Dumo barely touched him. He initiated the contact with Dumo with his stick. Well, yeah, but it's his blue paint. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not outraged by the call, but I would definitely have allowed the goal. Yeah, me too, and that's why I mean, you know, uh, two weeks ago it could have been a goal. Of course, I would have allowed the goal because I I really want Sid to 
to score a goal. Thank you for the call. Time now to ask Mark anything. 412-333-9939, the number to call. Ask Mark anything. Dial now. 412-333-WXDX. 56. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. How you doing today, honey? Really good, sweetheart. Borderline violent. Very noisy. Absolutely beautiful. The X at 105.9. Double M on the X. Time not to ask Mark anything. Brought to you by Chapino Restaurant and Cigar Bar. It's the city's best seafood and chop house, so do be sure to check out Chapino in the strip. Uh, tomorrow's my birthday. I always hesitate whether I should say that or not because you don't care, nor do I expect you to. But uh, tomorrow will mark uh, a prestigious day, for me anyway. It'll be the first time I've ever fulfilled a New Year's resolution for the entire year. All I have to do is get on the treadmill and walk two miles. I said uh, at start of 2017 for my New Year's resolution, I was going to walk two miles on the treadmill five days a week. Uh, obviously shooting for the weekdays, but if travel or vacation uh, interfered, I could make up for it on the weekend. Just five days a week, all week for the entire year, two miles on the treadmill. Not that I've lost a lot of weight or, or gotten healthier because of it, but it's got to be a good thing to do, and if I... I do it tomorrow. That'll be the first time ever I've uh, fulfilled a New Year's resolution for an entire calendar year. And then uh, after the weekend, I got to get on a diet and lose some weight. I may go to Ala Familia on Saturday. I've never been to Ala Familia. I hear it's the best Italian restaurant in town. I definitely want to go there. I want to go to Rico's in North Hills at some point, too, but I think Ala Familia on Saturday. Not sure what I'm doing tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to go to the RMU hockey game, part of the tournament tomorrow night at PPG Paints Arena. After that, I'm pretty wide open. WWE tonight. Oh, tomorrow during the show, I'm looking forward to watching USA and Canada World Junior Hockey Championships. It's an outdoor game in Buffalo. Uh, let's go to Bill in the car. Bill, ask Mark anything. Bill, are you there? Yep, I'm here. Have you ever had to have a lawyer, and if so, for what? Uh, I use a lawyer to negotiate my contracts, or or rather, well, now to kind of proofread my contracts. Uh, at ESPN, uh, they were crooks, uh, just horrible to negotiate with. So I had Chuck Greenberg, uh, who, who since went on to own the Texas Rangers and now owns a bunch of minor league franchises, and I think he's trying to buy the Carolina Hurricanes. But I met Chuck through Mario Lemieux, and he represented me and did just a terrific job. Uh, since then, since I've come here, I use Jim O'Connor, but I negotiate myself because the people here aren't crooks and they're easy to deal with. So, so, but I've never needed a criminal lawyer. No, ever. Why do you expect that I will need one soon? I hope not. Let's go to uh, Teddy in Chicago. Teddy, ask Mark anything. If you could uh, schedule a wrestling match with current or past wrestlers, who would it be and why? Uh, what do you mean? If I could pick two wrestlers in their prime to have a match against each other? Yep. Um, Ric Flair in his prime versus Terry Funk in his prime. Because that's my favorite match ever. 1989, Flair Funk, I quit. And uh, neither was in his prime at that point, although both were still very 
very good. Leaves the line open, 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Let's go to Dennis in Connellsville. Some hot women in Connellsville. Dennis, ask Mark anything. What up, man? What up, man? I I was just wondering what you got for Christmas. Uh, I've got nothing, and I don't give gifts either. Uh, When my mother passed away in uh, 2006, I decided I would not ever give a Christmas gift again, and I don't expect any in return. Uh, so I don't get any. Uh, I didn't do much on Christmas. I usually go to my friend's house for dinner, but um, the Steelers were playing, and I had to watch it for the sake of the show, so I just stayed home and made a filet mignon on the George Foreman grill. I really don't hold Christmas in real high regard. I think it's become a commercialized gift-giving fest, and, and that's so far from the intent of what it was meant to be, whether you're religious or not. So, uh I got nothing for Christmas. What did you get? Um, a whole lot of nothing. I guess I hit that age where, you know, zero gifts come from Santa. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a big fan. Uh that's why I'm one of the few radio personalities you may have noticed. Uh one of the few big time personalities certainly who works through Christmas. Like Mikey and Big Bob took off, Randy took off. They've got family, I don't. That's different, but uh but I just want to get it over with. And the easiest way to get over with is just to work through it. There's certain elements of it I enjoy, but but not many. And plus, my vacation sucked, too. That's one thing that had me even further, not down in the dumps, but I went to Vegas and I was sick almost the whole time and didn't, didn't do half of what I wanted to do. I'm still a bit sick. Let's go to Bill in the car. Bill, ask Mark anything. Bill, ask Mark anything. We lost Bill. Let's go to John in the car. John, ask Mark anything. What's up, Double M? What up, man? Uh, get, getting back to Vegas. Where do the Penguins and the other NHL teams stay when they go out there? Well, the Penguins stayed at a casino that I did not stay at. I'm not going to tell you where it is because the last thing I'm sure they want is for fans to stalk them there. But most of the teams stay at uh, casino resorts. Why? I was just, just curious. Uh, it, it is weird that Vegas wins almost every game at home, isn't it? Yeah, it is very much. And, so. and I'm not saying the players from the visiting teams go out and get drunk or gamble all night, but there's definitely more distraction there. Even if they don't embrace it, they can't totally avoid it. Let's go to Dave at Wembley Stadium. That's a long distance call. Dave, uh, ask Mark anything. Hi, Mark. I want to know how you feel about Harry Kane setting that uh, single calendar year record. Well, for one thing, that record means nothing to me. That's a contrived record. You need to – the record that matters is most goals in a season, not a calendar year, right? Will he make it in a season and become the new record holder? If he does, fair fair play to him, but I, I'm not impressed by a contrived record. Saying he scored the most goals in the calendar year when that encompasses parts of two seasons, that's a contrived record. That's looking for something to praise him for. It has no legitimacy. Harry Kane's a great striker, maybe the best – in English football, but that is a contrived record. All right, see you at wrestling, and I'll see you tomorrow, too. It's the Mark Madden Show, 105.9 News.